Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. A hundred years ago, there was a man named John. Or was it 80 years ago? Or was it today? Even John's not sure. All he really knows is that while so many things change, there are also so many things that stay the same. Traveling through the web of time with his old friend Ed in their ever-changing barbershop, John makes a point to always grab the local newspaper. The time capsules that let him and Ed know exactly where, and more importantly, when they are. No matter what part of time they land in, it seems John and Ed are known by every local they encounter, so it's best they stay up on the times. Today we find John returning to the shop with a copy of the Alexandria Gazette. The date is July 30th, 1914, and they're in a place called Alexandria, Virginia. The brewing violence in Europe has taken over history. Today, July 30th at 2 a.m., Russia proposed to Germany that they should stop mobilizing if Austria would eliminate clauses in their ultimatum harmful to Serbian sovereignty. So, there was still time, but truly, this was the last chance for peace. It made no difference, as later that day, Austrian warships bombard Belgrade, capital of Serbia. Yet, life goes on, and the trial of Mrs. Hall is still national news in the United States. And now we, too, are falling through the archives. Hey, Ed. Looks like we stayed the night again. Still in Alexandria, and it's still 1914. And it's July 30th. I get it, John. Maybe we'll make it the whole week. I have to see if there's something fun to do around here. You want to find some fun while the world is fixing on war? Why not? Gotta live while you can, my friend. We have plenty of time, just in case you haven't figured that out yet. Uh-huh. Well, you know what they say. Time is relative. Go on. What's happening in the world today? Looks like there's quite a bit going on. Let me get situated. Situate away. I'll be wasting all my time waiting on you. Yeah, you do that. Let's see here. It's Thursday, July 30th, 1914. Pretty sure we already established that, good sir. Yeah, yeah. Whatever. Let's see here. Serbians suffer serious repulse. 800 Serbs and 200 Prussians reported killed. Division captured. Russia's defiance of Germany. Mobilizing for struggle. Vienna, June 30th. 
Reports here today declare that the first battle of the Austro-Servian War has been fought at Focha and resulted in the complete victory for the Austrians. 1,000 men are reported killed. Two Serbian divisions were routed by the Austrians. One entire division was captured and the other retreated in disorder. The reports here declare 800 Serbians were killed. The Austrian loss was placed at 200. Focha is in Bosnia, located on the Drina River, 30 miles southeast of Sarajevo. Serbians have been concentrating along the Drina since the war with Austria was first threatened. Austrian forces in this district also mobilized along the Drina. Tsar defies Kaiser. Nicholas officially notifies Germany and Austria of mobilization. St. Petersburg, July 30th. Russia today has officially notified Germany and Austria of the mobilization of 14 army corps, numbering 1,200,000 men. The Tsar is said to have expressed the intention of taking the head as commander-in-chief in the event of hostilities. This is Russia's answer to the virtual ultimatum which came from the German Foreign Office in the unofficial statement that the Kaiser would order the mobilization of his forces unless Russia ceased her military activities within 24 military hours. It is explained in St. Petersburg that the mobilization of the 14 corps ordered by the Tsar does not mean war with Germany is necessarily inevitable. The troops are being amassed along the Austrian and not the German frontier, it is declared. Intervention by Russia might still be averted, the Foreign Office stated. If Austria would withdraw from Serbia's territory and cease all military preparations, diplomatic negotiations with Austria might be resumed. It was reported here today that Emperor Franz Joseph had forwarded a personal letter to the Tsar. It is generally regarded as certain, however, that any efforts of Austria to reopen diplomatic negotiations whilst troops menace Serbian territory will be met with rebuffs. The Foreign Office today emphasized its stand that the invasion of Serbia would not be countenanced. That intervention will mean a conflict with Germany is not admitted, but there will be little hope this may be avoided if Austria continues her advance upon Serbia. In addition to the mobilization of the 14 army corps, the Tsar today caused publication of a ukase calling thousands of reservists to colors. These include all reservists of 23 governments and 71 districts of 14 others. Retired Cossacks of six territories, naval reserves of 64 districts, reserve officers of the hospital service, and part of the reserve of the nine districts. France wants peace. Country, however, is ready for what may come. Paris, July 30th. President Poncier was in conference with members of his ministry practically throughout the night. Premier Viviani, with ministers Massimi and Gauthier, were called in consultation at 10 o'clock last night. They remained for two hours. At 3.30 a.m., Viviani, who is also Minister of Foreign Affairs, was recalled. Massimi and Gauthier returned at 4.15 a.m. These three officials did not leave Elysi Palace until 5.40 a.m. A further council of the entire cabinet was held later in the morning. Paris seethed with excitement today. In official circles, it was admitted that the Republic's position in the war crisis was best expressed in the following. Quotation from today's Mealy. While leaving no stone unturned looking towards peace, France is nevertheless taking every precaution. Crowds that excitedly discussed the possibility of war gathered everywhere throughout the city today. The excitement was increased by the announcement that six army corps are fully prepared to move, being provisioned and held ready to entrain at the moment's notice. Troops guard all tunnels and bridges on railroad leading to the frontier and patrol aeroplane factories. 
Orders have also been issued prohibiting manufacturers from supplying airplanes to private firms or individuals, the Republic desiring to reserve the right to claim the entire output. It is expected that France next will call to colors the 200,000 men who finished their term of military service last year. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Correct your system with liver searcher tablets. Old doctor's remedy. Send 25 cents for one box. Searcher manufacturing company, Water Building, Washington, D.C. Tuberculosis. In addition to plenty of fresh air and proper diet, those suffering from or who are predisposed to tuberculosis are recommended to use Ekman's Alternative to stop night sweats, banish fever, and hasten recovery. This medicine, by reason of its successful use during the past, warrants the fullest investigation possible by every sufferer. Ekman's Alternative is most effective in bronchial discharge and severe throat and lung infections and in building up the system. It contains no narcotics, nor harmful or habit-forming drugs, except those substitutes sold by leading druggists. Write to the Ekman Laboratory, Philadelphia, PA, for a booklet telling of recoveries. One of the last things the Commodores do before sailing on expedition is to purchase Gibson's Pure Old Rye. Can you imagine a stronger testimonial? We have all kinds of liquors, carefully packed in neat cartons, ready for shipment to all sections of Virginia. From $2 to $8 per gallon. Have on hand Gibson's Double X, Triple X, and Quadruple X, and Pure Old Rye Old Cabinet and Monogram. 
Also, Baker and Thompson's whiskeys, to which we invite your attention. Should you feel deposed to send us an order, we know you'll be satisfied with the results. Soliciting your trade, we are yours respectfully, W.A. Johnson and Company. France wants peace, but they're ready with 200,000 men. They're going to need a lot more than that. Oh, no, that's the bitter truth. You and I both know how this turns out. I'll say it again. They're going to need a lot more men than that. Oh, no worries. They'll get plenty of men. Looks like they know what's coming. And even if they don't really know, listen to this. Big war orders for coal. European Navy's buying here in case Welsh supply is cut off. New York, July 30th that the principal European powers likely to be involved in the Austro-Servian War have placed orders in this country for large quantities of coal for their navies. It was confirmed by leading coal operators today. The possibility of Germany, Austria, Italy, and France being shut off from Welsh coal supply by England being drawn into the controversy is held here to be responsible for the orders placed with American coal exporters. And there you go. Soon they'll be buying so much that they're going to need to buy it all on credit. Maybe we'll be in another time before all that. I don't know, man. I got a bad feeling we're here to see it all. Well, that certainly could be, but believe me, it could be worse. We could be in Europe, up close and personal. Shut your mouth, man. Don't go wishing things like that on us. Nope, just being thankful. Well, here we go. Poor old Miss Hall. Miss Hall faces murder charge. Enters upon trial for killing her husband several months ago. Examine witness. Commonwealth's attorney and counsel for defense make formal statements to the jury. Louisa, Virginia, July 30th. White of face, but stern of heart, Miss Elizabeth A. Hall, charged with the murder of her husband, Victor K. Hall, on the dark morning of April 15th, entered yesterday upon her formal trial. Beside her sat her lawyer, whose face was whiter than her own. R. Lindsay Gordon, working with untiring effort to save his client from the strain of guilt, heavy lines are graved about his lips. Next to him are seated his brother, Alexander T. Gordon, upon whom he often rests, and Hill Carter, the noted attorney from Richmond. Opposite from them are the Commonwealth's attorney, W.C. Bibb, and M.J. Fulton O'Flaherty and Beard. Miss Hall sits between. Sterling Hall, brother of the dead man, sits with the prosecution, while his father and mother give their support to the accused. It's a strange case. Pies of blood are wiped out and forgotten, and shelter is given to the lately alien head. And calmest among them all is the woman whose life or liberty the law may declare a forfeit. The jurymen were sworn, and the trial formally began, and Miss Hall was forced to listen to the indictment, and again she passed through the ordeal without a tremor. Commonwealth's attorney Bibb delivered the opening statement for the prosecution, declaring that it will appear from the evidence that the circumstances of the crime taken together as a whole will place the guilt upon Miss Hall. R. Lindsay Gordon replied, and he stated that not only would all the evidence be consistent with his client's innocence, but that it would go further and prove that innocence. He spoke gently and softly as one who addresses friendly ears. He had held attention wholly undivided, and all in the courtroom listened. He was sorrowful rather than accusing. From his lips fell no criticism of those whose suspicion still rests upon Miss Hall. He appealed rather for consideration of all the circumstances surrounding the crime, circumstances in which he said will prove 
the innocence of the white-faced woman who sat beside him. The courthouse was packed with a crowd larger than any of these which have been seen here before. People from the countryside motored, drove, and walked to the courthouse this morning, and at an early hour, every seat was taken. Courthouse is packed. I'm thinking they're going to have to hang that poor woman just to keep the show going. Well, you wanted to find some entertainment. I'm thinking all those people are probably just looking for a bit of the same. Entertainment that might just get an innocent lady sent to death row. Fun, fun, fun. Oh, now, talk about getting entertained to death. Listen to this one, Ed. Sleeper shot friend. Drew gun from pillow, and in scuffle, it was discharged. Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, July 30th. Tickling a friend's nose with a straw led to the death of Elman J. Lissy, 30 years old, of North Braddock. According to the report received by the coroner's office, Lissy visited his friend, John Quinton, and when he entered the house, he found Quinton in bed, dozing. Taking a straw, Lindsay began to tickle Quinton's nose. Awakened suddenly from his nap by irritation of a straw point, Quinton jumped out of bed, pulled his revolver from under his pillow, and in a friendly manner, pointed it at Lissy, because that's friendly. The latter, thinking his friend overexcited and about to shoot, grappled with him, and in the scuffle, the revolver was discharged, the bullet entering Lissy's heart, and instantly killed him. And that's why I always warn people about waking me up. What? When did you start sleeping with a pistol at the ready? As soon as I realize you might try to kill me in my sleep, make sure I lock my bedroom door at night, too. <laughs> now what will make you think that I might want to kill you? Never mind all that now. You know what I want to know. Yeah, yeah, I do. You and your nosy self. Social and personal. Interesting news notes about people of Alexandria. Happenings in society. Robley D. Brumbach, president of the Common Council, has gone to Luray, Virginia for the balance of the summer. City Councilman and Miss Robert L. Monroe have gone to Atlantic City where they will spend the next 10 days. Miss Ruth Lee Hugh is spending several weeks with relatives in Front Royal and Strasburg. Miss Grace Jones of New York City is on two weeks visit to Mr. and Mrs. Thomas Jacobs in South Lee Street. Miss Jones will leave the next week for Norfolk, at which place she will take the steamer for her home. Miss O'Leary and daughters, Anna and Helena of Washington, D.C., accompanied by Miss Effie Clapdoor left Saturday for Old Point at Ocean View. Miss Clapdoor will leave there September 15th to join friends in Richmond for an indefinite time. Miss William Luther, accompanied by her stepdaughter, Miss Stella Lamond, and son, who have been visiting relatives and friends in the city, have returned to their home in Philadelphia. George W. Roth celebrated his 75th anniversary last evening at his home at Holly Hill, Fairfax County. His guests include all the children and grandchildren. Master Roger Clark of Fredericksburg has returned home after a visit to friends in the city. Miss Mary Carolyn is a guest of Miss Louise Mortimer of Charlottesville. I hear a lot of people really enjoy Atlantic City. Yeah, they must. You know what I think? I think it's a good thing people feel safe enough to let the whole town know they're going to be out of town. Always judging people. See, that, that right there, you get so suspicious. I can see you killing a person. Ha <laughs> ha! Oh, yeah? Oh, no worries, old friend. I only go around killing people when they need it. Uh-huh, sure. Hey, you want to go see a baseball game tomorrow? Heck yeah, man. Who's playing? Game tomorrow. Teams of Messianic Lodges will cross bats at baseball park. 
Tomorrow, Friday, July 31st at 4 p.m., Alexandria Washington Lodge and Andrew Jackson Lodge of the Masons will cross bats at the local baseball park. This game will be for the benefit of the children's home, and while a large crowd is expected, a great crowd is desired. Those who failed to see the first game between these teams should not miss this opportunity, and those who did see the first game will be surprised at the improvement in the two teams as all of the players have been practicing regularly. Washington Lodge promises revenge while Jackson Lodge admits that its team has all the class and is certain its run of convention victories will remain unbroken. Owing to the absence of Mr. Brumback from the city, there will be no high and lofty tumbling, but every other form of gymnastics is promised. Well, that sounds like a good old time. For once, I hope this crazy shop stays put for another day. <laughs> oh, I never thought I could watch a baseball game and gymnastics at the same show. It does sound like it'd be pretty amusing. Oh, there's a first for everything, I guess. <laughs> well, let's just hope we're here tomorrow. Better put out that open sign, Ed. Looks like we actually might have a call in Sandy Tomorrow, reacting to the Austrian attack on Serbia, Russia will begin full mobilization of its troops. And war is about to be declared by so many of the European countries against each other that it's almost unbelievable. Will John and Ed stick around? Or is it time for them to fall a bit further through time? Guess we'll have to wait and see. Join me again in a few days when we look in on John and Ed again as they continue falling through the archives. This podcast has been brought to you by Watershed Z Productions, starring Jim Hodges as the narrator, John Teach as John, Corey Andre as Ed, with special guest Mike Allender as advertisers. Music is from 1912 and 1913 and in the public domain. In order, they are Ragtime Violin by the American Quartet, Goodbye Everybody by Walter Van Brunt, Snap Your Fingers by Al Jolson. Oh My Molly McIntyre by Bobby Williams. If You Talk in Your Sleep, Don't Mention My Name by Billy Murray. Sound design and editing done by Hayden Hodges. The newspaper articles read on this show are actual written accounts of the time period and can be found in the Library of Congress under Chronicling America. If you would like to support the show, you can by sharing our show with your friends. Follow and leave us a review on iTunes. And check us out on Patreon at The Falling Archivist, where you'll find exclusive content and merchandise. In all honesty, it takes a lot to keep the show going, and we truly appreciate all the help we can get. Always pay attention to where and when you are, or you too may find yourself Falling through the archives. He knew every word that he said by heart. I can see that you are married, and you know I'm married too.
knows that you know me, and nobody knows that I know you. And if you care to, we'll have luncheon every day here just the same. But sweetheart, if you talk in your sleep, good Lord, don't mention my name.